Good morning or good afternoon at this point, everyone. Welcome to the house of the Lord. It's good to see everyone. You may be seated. I am here with just a taste today. No announcements, just a taste. And uh, it's good to see everyone in the house of the Lord. Summertime is an active time, so I know that folks travel. We've also got sickness that's kind of moving through. Pray for Cassandra. She's got a cold, but out of our our policy or our recommendation that we be cautious because you never know what's going on. She's at home. I hope she's awake and watching right now. <clears throat> Joyce, let me know if she comments. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Anyway, just a taste. So obviously this coming week is not small group. All right. So hopefully you all are enjoying a great time of fellowship with one another across this month. Um, if I fall asleep in the middle of Leela's sermon, that's not likely given how Leela preaches, but if I fall asleep, it's because my small group had breakfast this morning. We ripped off Sister Amy's group's idea, well, or the old group, not the new group, but the old group. Uh, we went and ripped off that idea, and, and, and I, had, I thought I was getting healthy this morning. I had stone-cut oatmeal. But the problem is, is Bob Evans covered it in strawberries and bananas with syrup. I might, I might fall asleep in the middle of service, but you pray for me. Somebody sit behind me and kick my, kick my seat. But we had a great time together. And so this week coming up, you might have a fellowship event or something like that that's going on, but we do not have small group. So I'm going to kind of tie into what we're going to study next week, um, but not as tightly. So our, our next lesson, of course, we talked about serving this week, and so this next week, we're going to ask the question, and the question is going to be asked, who should serve? Okay, so the idea, we talked about what is serving, but now we're going to talk about who should serve, and, um, and, and part of that answer that you're going to find in the lesson is uh, blazoned on the walls here. All should serve. But with that all, I want you to notice something, that all is a superlative. It's all-encompassing. Has anybody noticed that you are not superlative? You are not all-encompassing. You have limits. I have limits. I don't care how high energy you are. You have limits. At some point, you're going to need to sleep. At some point, you're going to need to eat. At some point, you're not going to have anything more to give until you receive and recharge. And so this sets up for us what I want to kind of draw your attention to for just a brief moment today. This sets up a problem for us because while all should serve, and that's a true statement, and we're going to explore that in the lesson. All is a superlative, and I'm not superlative. I am not all-encompassing, and I cannot do everything. So how do we resolve this tension. So if you give me my title slide, Tina, I'm going to attempt to answer this question. Does all mean everything? Does all mean everything? Now, obviously, we're going we're gonna to unpack a whole lot more, and somebody will bring you another just to taste next week to really wet your whistle for the following week when we're in small groups, and, and, and we're going to explore this. But what do I do with this? How do we deal with this? And so I've got a really simple thought for you that's going to answer, does all mean everything? And the answer without scripture is it depends. Okay, depends on what? So 
I can't be everything. And by the way, as Christians, sometimes we have that savior complex, don't we? I got to save the world. Well, I got news for you. You don't have to save the world. You can't save the world. Only Jesus can save the world. He's the only one who died on Calvary to pay for the sin of all the world. So I, I only play a part. I'm not superlative. He is all in all. Aren't you glad that he's all in all? He is superlative. He's everything. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He knows no limits. But me? No, not so much. I'd like to think I am. I like to tell my family I'm all that. But they know I'm not. There's times when I'm grumpy. There's times when I don't have it to give. There's times when I'm just at my limits. But is that a cop-out? Is that an excuse that I just never serve because, you know, I just don't have time or I just don't have the ability or I'm worn out? Personal boundaries. Well, how do we balance this? How do we figure out if all doesn't mean everything, it depends, how do we determine when it depends? So give me my scripture, Tina. One verse of scripture. Proverbs, nod to my father-in-law and our district reading of Proverbs. I didn't really pick it for that reason, but I thought of it when I came to it. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27, the proverb writer says, do not withhold good from those who need it. Now, a lot of Christians hear that and they go, if somebody needs it, I got to give it. But that's not all the proverb said, is it? Do not withhold good from those who need it when you have the ability to help. Do not withhold good from those who need it when you have the ability to help. So put my title slide back up. Does all mean everything? It depends. Do you have the ability? And here's where a mature Christian learns to live a life of discipline to live a life of moderation, to live a life in which you are not the savior of the world, to live a life in which it really is not about you. Because here's one of the crazy things that we Christians do. We say we're helping others, but our motivation is actually because it makes us feel good. So if it feels good, we're going to do it whether we should or should not. And if it doesn't feel good, we have a tendency not to serve, whether we should or should not. Your feelings are not at issue. That feedback that you get, how it makes you feel, that warm, fuzzy feeling, that should not be your motivation. In fact, you probably explored that some this week in what is service. I know our group did. No, it cannot be based upon feeling, but rather a measured, disciplined, moderate lifestyle in which you and the Spirit are in perfect sync. And in that place, you know whether you have the ability to provide it. Because here's the cool thing about it. How many heads does the body have? One head. That's exactly right. And all of us, our members in particular of that one body. So the head has a perfect inventory of its body. The head knows exactly who's got what to do what when. 
And if we're all walking in the spirit and not in the flesh, and we're all submitted to that headship, not the headship of the preacher. There is no headship of the preacher. Not the headship of the leadership. There is no headship of the leadership. All members of the body are in submission one to another. If we are all in submission to that one head, and because of that one head, we're in submission to one another, there will not be a problem addressing who has a need because somebody within the body will have the capacity to meet that need at that particular point. If we are all walking in the spirit and following the leading and guiding of that spirit. So when we talk about who should serve, in a very generic sense, all should serve. But does all mean everything? It depends. What's the particular need? What's your particular gifting? And what's your current status at that moment? If you're on empty, no. If you're on half full, maybe. If you're on full, give generously. Now, I probably should stop right there, but I don't want to dissipate Sister Jackie because she always looks for me to kick the pail. So here we go. I'm going to, here's my kick the pail statement. You ready? This is why I'm submitting to you that you need multiple pastors. This is why you need care from multiple members of the body. Otherwise, you're going to do one of two things as a body. You're going to require somebody to minister to you when they're on empty. And when somebody ministers to you on empty, guess what happens? They do damage. Can I get an amen? Okay. It causes you problems, doesn't it? Because they are not ministering from a healthy place. They're ministering from on empty. But if there are every member of the body in submission to the single head and we're all pulling together, we're all doing our part within the body, there should be, if that head knows what he's doing, how many of you think the head knows what he's doing? I think he does. If the head knows what he's doing, he's going to have organized the body in such a way that everybody, everybody as a member of the body is able to fulfill their role within that body and every need will be met. And that, my brothers and sisters, is just a taste.